0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Ian Hardison, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at how often mobile quarterbacks enable friendly teammates. Now, this is a topic that we talk about a lot. Haven't actually taken the steps though so to break down, the study the past examples, what exceptions to the example, and you know just what's going on in the NFL because the times they are changing with our PFF projections. Uh, looking at the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be projected to uh, be these high-end mobile quarterbacks, there's a lot more than usual people since. 2011, over the past 10 years, we've only had 37 examples of a quarterback getting at least 80 rush attempts in a season. I chose 80 because that's five rush attempts per game over the course of 16 games. Seemed like a pretty fair, arbitrary number, a little bit less than 100. Again, though, 37 over the past 10 years, 3.7 per year. Ahead of 2021, PFF projects the following quarterbacks to have at least 80 rush attempts. To be fair, this is a 17-game season, but we'll include some of these other guys. Lamar Jackson, 141 projected rush attempts, Jalen Hurts, 125, Josh Allen, 118, Kylo Murray, 105, Russell Wilson, 99, Justin Fields, 86, Trey Lance, 84, and Tyrod Taylor, 82. If Taysom Hill does the unthinkable and wins the Saints QB job, we could have a ninth quarterback in that group. So, you know, just out of those guys, it's pretty clear to see that, hey, you know, they could be impacting some of their teammates based on how often they run the ball. It's great for the quarterback to run the ball. We all know that, overall, we've had 22 QBs, total at least 100 rush attempts in a single season since 2010, 15 of them, 68%, finished as a top eight fantasy quarterback. So the fact that these quarterbacks are all projecting to run this much is great for them. The question is their teammates. So again, I went back the past 10 years, looked at all these instances, the 37 examples of a quarterback having at least 80 rush attempts, went on to see how often they have top 24, top 12 running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and I got some answers for you, everybody. So first, We had two key findings from the running back group. 22 of 37 highly mobile quarterbacks enabled a top 24 PPR running back. That's only 59% lower than the expected hit rate of 75%, which I got from, you know, 24 running backs make up the top 24. There are 32 teams. So I understand, you know, even if that 75% number is probably a little closer to 70 when you consider some teams enable two uh, fancy running backs, that 59% threshold is low. Either way you look at it. And the larger concern, only 10 top 12 running backs emerged from the the group looking at them specifically 2020 Alvin Kamara almost like a weird exception because you know Taysom Hill just happened to rack up so many rush attempts and his uh, extra usage obviously wasn't the quarterback on an every week basis last year 2017-2018 Christian McCaffrey 2016-2017 LaShawn McCoy both of them especially McCaffrey uh, caught at least 50 passes in each of those seasons so that'll certainly help with you know loss of some of that rushing upside with Cam Newton and Tyrod Taylor respectively under center And the final three backs made up five instances. Marshawn Lynch in each of 2012, 2013, 2014 had Russell Wilson soaking up plenty of rush attempts. Alfred Morris in 2012 had RG3 and Mark Ingram in 2019 had Lamar Jackson. Each of those guys, though, were inside of top 10 scoring offenses. So the two big takeaways we have from running backs with these Fancy-friendly rushing quarterbacks. You need to be able to catch passes, or you need to be in an offense that we're expecting to be a top-10 scoring unit. And now applying this to the current ADP to try to see, hey, are we? Are we really high on guys that we shouldn't be because of this phenomenon? Not exactly. There are some qualifiers specifically for guys ranked inside the top 24 PPR running backs that have, um, you know, a quarterback projected to run the ball more than 80 times. First up is J.K. Dobbins. RB16 ADP, people, I've talked about the little formula I put together where it just, you know, we take their projected rush attempts and targets, multiply them by the expected amount of fantasy points based on what we've seen from those over the years to just more accurately, you know, just more accurately go from just base volume project, uh, projections to recognizing that targets are worth about 2.7 times more than an average rush attempt, uh, you know, in fantasy land. So Dobbins, in terms of that volume, comes in as the RB26 and that expected fantasy points uh, based on projected volume uh, formula. And with that, people, he needs to be efficient as hell. Good thing he was efficient as hell last year. You know, one of only five running backs to average six yards per carry in a season since 2010. Just realize, I mean, his RB1 dream, I think it's going to be tough this year because as great as Dobbins is, Gus Edwards is going to be getting his. Lamar Jackson is going to be getting his. And it's just hard for, you know, as we've seen in history, someone to do that without, you know, having double digit touchdown upside. Maybe Dobbins gets there. At least he's being drafted as an RB2 anyway. I mean, I don't hate him if he can get him close to RB20. Just don't get crazy. Remember, playing fantasy football, not real life where Dobbins would be going much higher. We also have Chris Carson as the RB17. Should be able to, again, make up for, you know, Wilson running the ball a little bit more than I think people give him credit for. Carson has played in 41 of 48 games over the past three years. Hey, he's going to have that, you know, robust touch total that we saw like Marshawn Lynch getting If this dude can actually just stay healthy for the entire year. And have Russ continue to cook. David Montgomery comes in as the RB18. We do have some concerns if both Fields and Tariq Cohen are out there sooner rather than later. Luckily, though, we're not even sure if that's going to be the case because just with uh you know everything they're doing, Fields seems to be in the midst of a quarterback battle. We're hoping he gets out there sooner rather than later. Not sure though. And Tariq Cohen is apparently more banged up, really, than people were aware of with this comeback from the knee injuries. So Tariq fields they're not going to help Montgomery if they're both out there with them not you know seeming to be truly on the verge of getting there though it's looking okay but it really is major for Montgomery everybody with that receiving role last year only Kamara JD McKissick Naeem Hines and Chase Edmonds have more PPR points from purely receiving production than Montgomery so I know Tariq Cullen might not seem like a lot but he is the league's 10th highest paid running back and if he is healthy enough to go I think he's going to be making uh, some noise in this backfield unfortunately for Montgomery. Investors also have Miles Sanders as the RB 19, fully expecting to lead this backfield in touches, yards, and scores. But people, we've already had enough trouble getting Sanders a true workhorse role. I mean, Boston Scott's been there to steal targets and all that, and now with Nick Sirianni coming from the Colts, you know, noted committee uh, lover, I'm just not sure we're gonna really see a bigger role than we have in the past from Sanders. And as great as he might be in pass protection, he was BFF single worst graded receiving running back among all backs with at least 50 targets last season. So Sanders. You know Carson, Dobbins, Montgomery—all these guys, I think, are great real-life backs. You want to have—you're happy if they're your RB one. I don't think these teams are, you know, actively looking for a different running back to start. Just realize that based on their projected volume with their rushing quarterbacks under center, and particularly in Dobbins and Sanders' case, and maybe Montgomery if Tariq comes there, there are some other factors that have led to them having more of an RB two price tag than an RB one findings at wide receiver again more bad than good uh slightly lower before we had a uh 60 what was it, it was a 59 percent uh threshold of running backs being enabled with the quarterbacks wide receiver actually goes down to 51 percent just 19 of the 37 uh you know Highly mobile quarterbacks enabled top 24 wide receivers. We only have one instance of a highly mobile quarterback enabling two top 24 receivers. And he actually had two top 12 receivers. That was 2020 Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, fantasy's PPR wide receiver six and wide receiver eight. How did Russ do this? It's because Metcalf and Lockett had the single highest combined target share among every team's top two pass game options. 48.7% of Russell Wilson's targets went to Metcalf or Lockett last season. Absolute madness. And that's what you need if we're in one of these situations. So all in all, just nine top 12 wide receivers emerged from the group. 2020 Metcalf, 2020 Lockett, 2020 Stefan Diggs, 2018 through 2020 DeAndre Hopkins, three separate instances, 2015 Doug Baldwin, 2013 Pierre Garcon, and 2011 Steve Smith. The lowest target total from the group was Doug Baldwin with only 103, scored 14 touchdowns because Doug Baldwin's the freaking man, arguably the most underrated receiver of the past decade. Every other receiver, at least 129 pass game opportunities. So again, it's not that you can't have a great wide receiver with a rushing quarterback it's just usually these rushing quarterbacks are in more run first offenses and then it comes back to volume so if we can find someone like Diggs, like hopkins who are just such overwhelming alpha target hogs who cares if their quarterback is running a little bit extra they're going to feed them the ball anyway the issues come again just more when we don't have uh these guys just expected to dominate their team's overall target share so you know looking ahead to just current adp we got Diggs, hopkins met Lockett rightfully boasting top 24 ADP despite having their mobile quarterback. There's one other guy that, you know, history tells us we should be a little bit concerned about, and that is Allen Robinson, ADP wide receiver 12. Look. It's great. Robinson has been able to overcome you know the worst group of quarterbacks that really anyone could ever imagine playing with. It's all due respect to Andre Johnson. uh, I think Robinson has that crown. I mean, even going back to Penn State, man, Hackenberg, McGloin. Then we get into the NFL and we got Bortles, Chad Henney. We get to the Bears and it's Trubisky. Foles seemed like a savior. He was not the savior. Chase Daniel, just one horrendous situation after another for A-Rob. And look, he has overcome it more times than not. Blake Bortles and 2015 he catches 80 passes for 1400 yards and 14 scores but in 2016 people Bortles was still there Allen Robinson still had exactly 151 targets and he had 73 catches, 883 yards, six scores. Same offense, same number of targets, same quarterback, and we just saw him bust. Now, was Allen Robinson a significantly worse receiver that year? I don't think so. I think that's what happens when you have erratic quarterbacks under center. And this year, as much as I would like to think that Andy Dalton's going to be okay and Justin Fields is going to be a world beater, it's asking a lot from a rookie and at this point, more of a journeyman veteran with all due Respect to everything Dalton accomplished in Cincy. So I just think that, you know, now we're asking Robinson to adjust to, to adjust to two more new quarterbacks in an offense that could start to trend a little bit more, uh, run first once Fields gets under center. Robinson is someone that I've consistently been treating a little bit more as a wide receiver two and that wide receiver 15-16 range, as opposed to the constant wide receiver one he's been. So I think he'll get his targets, which you know is half the battle. Just realize if those targets fall off even a little bit, uh, that could be an issue with again, not one, but two new quarterbacks to have to get on the same page with tight end results finally to finish off the podcast. Again, fairly straightforward. We've had highly mobile quarterbacks produce 10 top 12 PPR tight ends over the past 10 years specifically 2019 2020 mark andrews 2017 jimmy graham i can't believe russell wilson got that corpse 10 touchdowns that year uh 2012 through 2016 greg olson 2015 Travis Kelsey and 2013 Vernon Davis so Andrews Kelsey and Olsen more or less their passing games number one option and then uh, Graham and Vernon Davis were just experiencing some double digit touchdown upside so three qualified tight ends in terms of present ADP expecting to have a highly mobile QB under center George Kittle tight end three. Only Devontae Adams had more yards per route run than this guy last year. If any tight end in the league can make the most out of a limited workload, it's going to be George Kittle. And I think with Shanahan, you know, being there to scheme up, some of these targets is less of a problem than normal. Remember, Pierre Garcon was uh, one of the wide receivers to qualify in that RG3 year. I think uh, Shanahan knows how to get the most out of his team's number one pass game option. That is George Kittle, Mark Andrews, tight end five. He's someone I haven't been getting much of any of him, you know, throughout this offseason. Even though Andrews, you know, is a touchdown scoring machine. And hey, maybe this offense gets a little bit more back to looking like the 2019 version as opposed to the 2020. He had some big drop-offs last year. I mean, yards per catch was at 3.2 after seeing it at 5.8 in 2018, 4.5 in 2019. And, you know, they've only played him even 60% of the snaps uh, a few times over the years. I mean, you just don't see them consistently give Andrews all the work. And I know Nick Boyle's there to block, and it probably just prolongs Andrews' career. It's a great real-life strategy when we're putting Bateman, Wallace, Walkins, all these receivers in this offense I have my doubts that Andrews is continuing to be this kind of alpha target hog I think he's being priced you know closer to his ceiling than his floor for sure and finally Dallas Goddard I don't know if you guys have seen Zach Ertz in the you know slim shady style hair but he's back and we did not think he was gonna be back he is and that's a problem everyone you need to adjust your Goddard projection maybe we get some news that Ertz is gonna get cut or traded we've been getting rumors about it for freaking weeks now months now and we just can't get behind Goddard. I moved him down from he was my tight end six, tight end seven, when the expectation was Ertz was going to be out. Now I have him at that tight end 11 spot, right ahead of Adam Troutman and Anthony Ferkser, because Ertz last year had a 16-game pace of 105 targets. It's another offense where we've added wide receivers and Devontae Smith, getting a healthier version of Jalen Rager. And with Hertz under center, we're probably going to see at least a small step back in the passing volume compared to what it was with Wentz. So Dallas Goddard, people, was a top eight tight end, miss, miss me with that nothing against the player just hating the fantasy game so that's gonna wrap up this edition of the pff fantasy football podcast before we get going i just wanted to say people fantasy football season is here and no one can prepare you better for your draft than pff for just 9.99 get access to pff's fantasy football draft guide player rankings and projections you can check out my rankings on pff.com all pff's locked article content cheat sheets for your fantasy draft and more again that's pff's Fantasy suite for just 9.99 draft smarter than your league mates this season also i want to give a quick shout out to fantrax fantrax nfl fantasy football league manager is the most customizable easy to use and feature rich platform in the entire industry pff is gearing up to play our leagues on fantrax this season whichever league you're in you can customize it exactly the way you want and if you're coming from another site that's no problem fantrax can import any of your current leagues sign up and play now at fantrax.com pff and actually get get a chance to win an autographed jersey from josh allen that's right Fantracks.com slash pff home of fantasy sports go win that josh allen jersey thank you again for listening to pff fantasy football podcast new episodes every single day of the week hope you guys enjoyed the qb centric episode which with uh, rich rebar he was a great guest hopefully get another great one on next week break down some running backs so thank you as always i'm ian haritz until next time take care